Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're examining the book of John, the Gospel of John. We've looked at the first uh, chapter. We've looked at the first couple of chapters, the bulk of it. So we're going to complete the second chapter today. And I just want us to take a moment just to reflect upon what we've seen in this second chapter. So uh, Jesus, as you will make note in the Gospel accounts, uh, Jesus traveled about. He never traveled that far from his home. Uh, it's been said that he didn't travel anymore, I think, than a couple of hundred miles, something like that. But uh, you see that he would move here and move there. Uh, and he was going at the behest of the Father. And so we saw in the first part of the second chapter <clears throat> what we call the wedding in Canaan, okay? That's what Scripture calls it, wedding in Canaan, and where uh, Jesus changed six big gigantic water pots of water into wine, that he was literally meeting the need of the moment. And it was the first sign. It was literally described as the beginning of the signs that Jesus did. He did many, 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 many signs, far more signs than we have recorded in the Scriptures. As a matter of fact, I think it's the end of uh, John that states that he did so many more things than could be written down. <coughs> Excuse me. But John uh, tells us in the 20th chapter that he wrote these down, these particular signs, and put it together in this way, that we might believe that he is... Uh, the Son of God, and that by seeing these signs and that by believing that we would be born again. And you see, throughout John, the key word in John is believe, believe, believe. So after this, uh, it's close to the Passover time, and so Jesus goes to Jerusalem. He goes into Jerusalem. We saw what happened there. He found in the temple uh, the money changers, and they were exchanging uh, livestock, oxen, sheep, doves. They would take those in. They would buy those. And they would sell those. They would do all sorts of things to provide for the sacrificial system. And you say, well, what's wrong with that? Well, the Lord didn't tell them to do that exactly that way. It was okay because it's easier to carry some money in your pocket than to haul a cow 50 miles, right, for a sacrifice. But they were doing it in the temple grounds. They were doing it for the sake of money. And uh, Jesus went and literally turned the place upside down, overturned the tables. And his disciples remembered uh, what the scripture said, that the zeal for your house will consume me. And so uh, Jesus just told him exactly what was going on. He said, you don't do this kind of stuff. You know, take the stuff out of here. This is my father's house. It's not a place of business. So the Jews demanded to know, well, by what authority do you do this? And Jesus looks at him. Let's see, where is this? Verse 19. And he says, destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up. Well, they're thinking the temple, the next verse, the Jews says, well, it's taking 46 years to build this. But then John tells us what was going on. Verse 21, he said, but he was speaking of the temple of his body. Now, verse 22, so when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had spoken. So they believed the scripture and they believed the word that he spoken. But you notice it was after Jesus was resurrected from the dead. Uh, they believed at a level of belief, and I think it's the classic, uh, Lord, I believe, but I help my unbelief when Jesus was here on earth. But when he was resurrected from the dead, when they had, the, had those encounters, when he ascended to heaven, when they were left here, 
They believe the scripture and the word which Jesus has spoken. Now let's finish the rest of this chapter. Verse 23 says this. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the time of Passover, so it's the same time, during the feast, many believed in his name, observing his signs and what he was doing and observing the signs which he was doing. Uh, How does the King James say that? When they saw the miracles which he did. So they're seeing the miracles that he did, and they believe. Well, what did they believe? Well, some of them just believed in the miracles, but they really didn't believe in the salvation. They just thought, oh, he's another prophet, he's another teacher. Some would believe that he was who he was beginning to claim he was, that he was the Son of God, the one that was sent. Now, how did Jesus respond to that? You have these people who are believing in his name. Sort of an interesting thing, verse 24. But Jesus, on his part, was not entrusting himself to them, for he knew all men. And because he did not need anyone to testify concerning man, for he himself knew what was in man. People believed because they saw the miracles, because they saw the signs. But Jesus wasn't getting caught up in that. Okay? And it gives us some insight into him. He was not entrusting himself to them. In other words, he wasn't saying, oh, <clears throat> people believe in this is so exciting. The congregation is growing. I must be doing the right thing, et cetera, et cetera. That is so often the mindset of man today. <clears throat> but what Jesus was doing. He was entrusting in the Father. Why? Because he knew all men. He knows and he knew how man is. And he knew that he couldn't entrust himself to man and that he really didn't need man to testify concerning him himself. He knew and he knows what is in man. He knows the tendencies. He knows what we desire to do and how we will pervert things. So Jesus would not get caught up in that. He would not get caught up into adulation. Uh, we'll see him later. You see places in the Scripture where he goes off and gets away from the people because uh, they want to make him king. I think you see it later in John uh, 6. They desire to make him the king. and not going to have anything to do with that. He's not going to entrust himself to them. He's going to entrust himself to the Most High God, to Father. He did not need their testifying concerning him. That's interesting because so much of what we do in the name of the Lord is because we have this need of man to testify of us. We have this need of man entrusted in us. And we really don't uh, follow the pattern that we see here with the Lord. I think we would do well to do that. So let me read these last two verses, which are one sentence, and then we'll be done, okay? This is verse 24 of John 2. But Jesus, on his part, was not entrusting himself to them, for he knew all men. And because he did not need anyone to testify concerning man, for he himself knew what was in man. One last thought here. He did not need anybody to tell him how man was. He knew how man was. That's the reason he came to earth, right? Anyway, uh, I'm Dale. Uh, take a moment sometime and share it with folks about these times together. I appreciate it. Just pass the word, and I'll see you again next time.